You are listening to The Viewpoint on the Station of the Year. Yes, it is The Viewpoint. It's Bertha Charuma standing in for Songhezo. So our next topic, should we prepare ourselves for water shedding scheduling? This water crisis is not an isolated incident. Communities around Gauteng and other provinces have been battling with water issues. How have communities been surviving for the past week? Are we prepared for more water shortage incidences? Should we now start thinking of alternatives of supplying ourselves with water? So for those communities that have been without water since last week, uh, there appears to be uh, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, which is great, following severe water shortages. Randwater reported that uh, reservoirs in Johannesburg and Ekuruleni are being refilled, and the water loss has attributed to a power outage at the uh, Zugabosch water treatment plant. And the events of the past week have raised concerns about South Africa's future water security. So, here are some of the, you know, areas, um, you know, uh, with water, with the water re- reservoirs and towers which were affected. We've got South Hills. I'm talking about Gauteng here. Uh, we've got Commando System, Brixton, Hurst Hill, Crosby, Midrand Systems, Crime, uh, Crown Gardens, Eagle's Nest, Naturena, Alexander Park, Beria, Linden, uh, One Tower, uh, Quilarina, and Waterfall. How have you managed should we now start thinking what next and could it be a situation where we have a problem that is almost like a snowball effect from maybe the power outages it's just a thought or could it be basically and honestly nature taking its course so we thought maybe, you know, it would be important because we want to look at both sides of the scale and really understand what's happening. And if you are experiencing, um, you know, water shortages or water rationing of sorts, um, also let us know how have you been coping and what has been, what the experience has been like. You can use um, our voice note line, which is 0614104107, or you can call us on 086-000-2032, or otherwise you can SMS 41. 41- And we are going to have uh, Dr. Gideon Krunfeld. He's a geologist and his angle, because he's a geologist, we want to find out from a natural uh, point of view to say, okay, fine, from a natural point of view, what could be happening? Is it maybe caused by climate change? Could it be just maybe we're going through a phase where, you know, nature is just doing its thing and we have found ourselves in this scenario or could it be then we've created this problem you know sometimes you think you're fixing something and in fixing something as in we're trying to preserve power and we switch on and off there could be other elements that could be a contributing factor that then affects the one element of the system that you never anticipated could this be the issue give us a call send your voice notes 0614-104-107. This is an open line. This is a conversation that we are all going to have. But in the same process, uh, we will try and have a geologist to just unpack uh, from a geological point of view what really could be happening. So Johannesburg water system face setback by power trip at Randwater's uh, Zuckerbosch water treatment plant. 
and um, several Johannesburg water systems have been affected by a power failure that occurred at Rand Waters uh, Zwekabosch's water treatment plant at midnight on Tuesday, the 19th of September. And according to the bulk supplier, a thunderstorm that occurred on Tuesday caused a trip at the, at the treatment plant and this has affected all the municipalities supplied by uh, Zoekabosch, including city of Johannesburg. And this comes as Johannesburg's water systems are already struggling and they are choking and Rand water systems are also strained by this high consumption, which is going to exacerbate the situation. So following the power trip, Rand water technical teams attended the, you know, to restart the power plant. However, this revealed faults along the overhead power line supplying the auxiliary, auxiliary plant and the power failure resulted in the loss of 200,000 million litres of water per day. 200 million litres of water per day. So as a result, the Rand water is struggling to fill up the systems, which has a negative knock-on effect on the already struggling water systems and the entity had been mitigated and uh, the situation of these struggling systems uh, on a day-to-day -day basis by the daily uh, uh, throttling, reducing pressure and flow of, uh, you know, the reservoirs are also str uh, struggling. Providing alternative water supply has been quite a challenge. And I'm sure in your area, um, there have been some water tanks uh, that have been deployed in certain areas so that uh, people can have water. How has that scenario been? What has been the situation? I've got Zoe from uh, King Williamstown. Good evening. Welcome to The Viewpoint. Yes, good evening, uh, Becca. Talk to me. Um, no, I don't buy the argument that it, it is nature. No, it can't be nature. Uh, uh, because nature would only the nature argument would be acceptable only when there's no there's no rain there's drought here now the waters the dams are full the argument that we are being told is that now it has to do with load shedding even that alone it, we don't it does not follow logic because the water here where I am that is I'm talking about the former sky if you know the the dams. Mm -hmm. yeah between King Lewisdam and and PE. East London, that area. Now we have to close the M2 in order to call for attention from the authorities, these local municipalities. They came, and then the water tenders were deployed. There is water. The dams are freezing. They, they themselves say that they say load shedding. They say, no. The water became available in the 1980s. Late 80s was made by that chef who was then president of the homeland then. Then he made the water available. There was no electricity. There was not even a dream about electricity. So, but what are we getting? Okay. So, yeah, but this thing, money, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm, I link it with the state capture project. This thing, that's what I link it to. Because the fact that there's a guy, maybe, he, 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 he owns a truck, and then now, when they stop this water, wherever the stations are, then now he's going to get that tender for some time to go and deliver to the villages. You see? That kind of thing. That's an in interesting point of view, but uh, Zoe, thank you so much for sharing. 17 minutes after nine, and we're talking about the water issue. And Zoe has just uh, highlighted the fact that, you know what, we understand to have water shortages if there is a drought. And we have not yet uh, been 
you know, there has not been an, ou- an announcement to say we're going through a drought. So why should be where we are? But I think in the statement that was released uh, on the 20th of September, the statement stipulates that there was a trip and the trip is the one that then caused the scenario that we are experiencing in the areas that I've highlighted where, uh, you know, uh, Zoika Bosch uh, treatment plant uh, was affected. And this is why we are in this situation. But then it takes me just a few weeks back because in the news, there was a statement that was made to say we need to brace ourselves as South Africans, as we are anticipating watershedding of sorts. And it coincides with the tripping of the Zoika Bosch treatment plant. I'm just saying, I'm not saying this is a situation. The coincidence somehow is, is a little bit unsettling. And I don't know, wherever you are, how have you been coping? So you've got load shedding, no power, no water. How has that experience been? 0614-104-107. You can send us your voice notes or otherwise, uh, SMS 41391 or call us on 086-000-2032. Let's take a break. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. Thank you, Lucky, for correcting my pronunciation. Zeke Bosch, so you say. Okay, it is Zeke Bosch. You know, some speak English, some Sitwana, some Afrikaans, and I suppose if it's not your mother tongue, something is bound to happen. But I'm not making an excuse. Zeke Bosch. Thanks for the pronunciation. Anonymous from Cape Town, good evening. Welcome to The Viewpoint. Anonymous? I'm actually anonymous from the Northern Cape. Oh, from the Northern Cape, yeah. My, I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. There you go. Yes, yes there you go. Oh, can you hear me properly now? Yes, much better. Much better by far. Okay. Um, what I would say is that I live in an area in the Northern Cape where we, we were farm dwellers before we settled in this settlement, in the formal settlement that we're living in now. Um, and we get water shedding every single day of the week. We've been having water shedding since we settled in this formal settlement. So it's not a new thing, you know, it's been here for us. We've been living that way. Wow. And it's, it's more than a decade now. That we've been, almost 20 years now that we've been living that way. Okay. That, that, that says, that actually opens another can. Of what? I'm not so sure. But thanks, Anonymous, for sharing that because I was not aware that in the Northern Cape this was happening. But thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, let's go to our geologist uh, online as well so that you know what? We we have both sides of the scale and we really sometimes you need to, to mine us certain notions. Uh, I've got Dr. Gideon uh, Hrunfeld. He's a geologist. Good evening and welcome to The Viewpoint. Good evening, and good evening to all your listeners. So in this instance that we are going through, you know, a water shortage scenario, I, I, I love the fact that I just played an ad uh, from Rand Water that just came up saying that we need now not to wash our cars with this and that. We need to really, you know, ration the way we use water, which is great because I think it solidifies our conversation. From a geologist's point of view, could this be... I have been asking a question, could this have been triggered by 
maybe the Lord shedding, and I could be wrong, I stand to be corrected, or there could be something happening geologically that is causing this situation. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, from a, a geological point of view, I, I, we, must, we must get away from the idea that the shortage of water in Gauteng at the moment is related to any drought event that we're experiencing at the moment. We can go back and we can say that from 2015 to 2021, we were in a very serious drought situation. And all the pumping systems were under severe strain during those years to supply water. And it can be, if they haven't been upgraded and maintained in 2022 and 20, the beginning of 23, that they are now failing because they worked so very hard during the drought. That is the only geological relation to what is happening is maybe for seven years, the system was under severe strain to supply water from very low level dams and, you know, pumping in water that is of very, very low quality. But since 2022, South Africa for four, well, for the last four years, actually, since 20, around about 2020, we were in a very high rainfall period for Gauteng. Uh, unique for the world because the world is in a drought at the moment but Gauteng uniquely is not and so we have too much water in the Falls River system that's why people you know they were drowning along that river so my my uh, viewpoint geologically no we are not looking at any reason why the water shortage would be there now so from the other point of view is are we looking at a human-induced situation? Now, I'm not in a position to say that this is a willful human-induced situation. But what I can tell you is my experience throughout our municipal system is that there, unfortunately, is a lack of institutional memory in the entire system. Because what happened over history, and, and you know, I want to get away from the blame game totally yes. if I can. Mm -hmm. the, the, we can't blame any human being now. We need to look at a system and we must look at the system and rectify the system. Whether you have any uh, race in this country, we need to sit down and solve the problem now. We have to stand together and, so, and solve the problem like the Springboks is doing. So the only way we're going to do that is to stop blaming the past and stop worrying about the future and look at today. What must happen now? This is an elephant that we need to eat. And nobody can eat one elephant in one city. We need to look at this problem and eat the elephant little bit by little bit and solve this problem one point at a time. Take Rahima Musa Hospital, solve it. Take uh, the, the Helian Joseph Hospital, solve it. And in that way, solve each community and each sector bit by bit and don't try to solve the entire problem in one go. You will not be able to do it. Mm. And then I just want to find out, let's say we've experienced a drought. Yeah, this is a hypothetical question. We've experienced drought for the past, whatever, let's say hypothetically a year or two. And the water table has depleted to alarming levels. And then we do get heavy rainfalls uh, the following two years, like extensive rainfalls. Could could. Do you think that the, the rainfall that we then get, the extensive rainfall, can actually uh, bring back the water table 
to a level where it is sufficient enough to supply the country after it had really depleted to alarming levels? Yes, we can in some of the geologies, especially in all. Now, there are two rock types in this country that from a groundwater point is very important. A dollar might with an M, dollar might, and then dollar right with an R. So the dollar mites are all around Gauteng. There are a lot of dollar mites. In a dollar mite, you can get open fissures and open rooms full of water, walls full of water, uh, you know, large bodies of water under, uh, under the ground. They were depleted during the mining of gold over 100 years, and they were empty because the mines pumped them empty. When the mines stopped pumping in 2010, they started filling, but then we were in a drought until 2020, and now they are full because they fill very, very quickly. So yes, I think we have enough water underground. We see that the dams are not running out to the underground systems anymore, and they stay full, so we have enough water. Now we need to sit down and say, how do we use this God-given gift of enough water? Mm. Let me just go to our uh, our text. Let me go to one text that says, Hi, Bertha. Uh, flushable toilets are the worst cause of water shortages, wastage of perfectly good drinking water for sewage. It's time the governments worldwide start looking at eco-friendly toilet systems. That's uh, from CAT. Uh, let's also take a voice note. Let's hear what they have to say. You know, suddenly the buildings are being set alight by faceless arsonists. Now, all of a sudden, again, water treatment plant tripping at the water treatment plant. Since when is tripping taking place at the water treatment plant? You know, the truth is that the elections, general elections, are just around the corner. So, I smell the red. This is blatant sabotage. This is blatant sabotage. That's my viewpoint, lovely sister. How's it from Bram Fisher? Good evening, lovely sister. Thank you for, for that input. He smells a rat. Elections are around the corner. Are we being sabotaged? Big question. I'll leave it out there. If you have your viewpoint in that regard, send us your voice note, 614 or you can send us an SMS, 41391. Or you can call us on 086-000-2032. And we are talking about the situation with water at the moment, uh, where we are all just trying to understand, are we going to be rationed, shedding? I don't know, maybe they'll come up with a new name. But I think from just what, you know, the advert that I just had to say, we need now to preserve or reserve water. Don't wash this way. Don't water your gardens. And also don't water your gardens. I would say not even in the morning. You water after three in the afternoon or around four so that, you know what, it sips really in. But do we, can we even afford to water our gardens? Because we need drinking water. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, I've got Dr. Gideon Grunfeld. Uh, he is a, our geologist and explaining how, where we are. And I like the fact that he said we are not pointing fingers, but just trying to understand how we are where we are and he did highlight that we need to fix 
the different broken institutions one by one. And also, uh, coming back to you, Dr. Gideon. Yes. You are so on point when you when you say that we need to fix things one by one. And maybe this could also mean servicing of these plants has taken too long. So if, if it's just like a car. If it says you service after so much mileage and you don't and you keep driving it, at some point things will start falling apart. And then it just that, becomes a big problem. That is absolutely true. But there's a, there is something I would like to mention to the, the listeners. And again, I want to, to ask them not to, to, to think I'm, show, I'm, I'm actually pointing fingers here. I'm talking about the entire population of South Africa. We, we have a, a loss of institutional memory, even in my own family. <laughs> there, there are there are people who knew exactly what went where, which step to open to send the water where. These people have now reached retirement age. Did they transfer their knowledge? And I'm talking all race groups. Did they properly transfer their knowledge to the youngsters, or did they not? And I have a feeling that our youngsters, and I'm talking about young engineers, 25 to 30 years old, who are now in the responsible position at the municipalities, who unfortunately did not get all the information from the old men who knew what happened in the past. And that is so important for me. We have been in droughts and we've been in floods and we've been in places where there was a breakage, a, a kind of a disastrous breakage. But did the old men told the youngsters in time before they left on retirement to know what to do in this specific situation. So I think what the youngsters, the 30 to 30 to 40 year old people need to do now is actually revisit the books, revisit the history, see what happened in Joburg in 1966 when they had the same situation, 1988 when they had the same situation. Whether these people at that time were White people or black people or colored people or Indian doesn't really matter to me. What did they do to solve the problem? Because the problem is going to recur and you'd need to just look at it and fix it. Just as an interesting thing, El Nino is back this year. We had La Nina with us for four years now bringing rain. El Nino has just returned for the next seven years, people. We are going into the drought again now, whether we like it or not. It's going to be dry on the higher felt and Cape Town will wash away. It's happening already. That is specifically geology happening. And I think we must now not uh, uh, be stupid and think that the, the high amount of water available is going to stay. We're going back into low water availability as well now. Mm. So if you read the documents properly and you study the municipal documents properly, you will realize that there were places, there were things in place to solve these problems. Just go and visit them and do the same thing and you will solve the problem. Thank you so much, Dr. Gideon Grunfeld, a geologist. And I think that just really wraps it up. Go back to the drawing board. Check out the history and previous experiences, 
that can only teach you to do better because then you see what happened previously and how it was fixed. Yes, with the latest technology, then you can even do better. But thank you so much for giving us giving us your time and clarifying um, our issue from a geological point of view. Have yourself a pleasant Thank you evening. so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye okay. for Bye-bye. now. And we still do have our, you know, our voice notes that are coming through as well as your reactions. I've got one here that reads, nature is fighting back because of mankind that got no respect. And I like my, my screen just went, oh, okay, fine. Uh, let's take a, a, a voice note. Hi, Betha. This is Chidi B from Pimville. Yeah, here's my viewpoint about the water crisis in this country. Firstly, we must acknowledge that water is a function of God because it depends on rain. And, and there's nothing anybody can do, including the government. All the government can do is improve the infrastructure that is there for the water preservation so that they can say, we are planning, we know that we teach statistics that there are 60 million South Africans. We make sure that we can supply them throughout the year and spread the, 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 the water that we use. And therefore, if they say that the water is running dry, then they must do uh, Plan B. Plan B should be, uh, why can't we get water from Lesotho or anywhere else? Uh, or, or, or take water from areas which are flooding, like the Cape Towns of this world, and then spread it throughout South Africa. This is Opa Chiripi from Pimville. It's a page. Thank you so much, Opa. And I think that just prepares us for our next conversation, which is also very, very fascinating, harboring criminals and illegal immigrants. And we're going to chat to Ian Alice, criminal lawyer, when we get back. Let's just take a small break.